Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is TJ Warren's number one fan, Chris Hipple. Say hi. Miggy. Yes. Too many turnovers, questionable chemistry, Al Horford <laughs> sucks, Ben Simmons isn't shooting, we lost away from home. Are we back or what? Listen, the, the one thing that I took away was that I forgot how painful this is, but I also forgot how much I like this pain, you know? It's comfortable. It's like I'm like in my happy, painful place. Because it's a much more predictable, comfortable form of pain as opposed to the other stuff that we've all been feeling in the world for the last four months. Yeah, exactly. It's like I was watching this game, and honestly, it felt like we were kind of in it, but also we were never in it, which is very Sixers-y. And then, mm. obviously, TJ Warren, a.k.a. TJ Michael Jordan Warren, a.k.a. GOAT, was just lighting us up, which is so classic Sixers, when this one rando dude... Just lights us up for no reason. 50 points. No big deal. What was your big takeaway, Chris? Uh, yeah, related to that, I think that this loss is on Ben Simmons. Oh, okay. Ben guarded TJ Warren for the whole game. This is true. Uh, ben is supposed to be this all-defense guy. So all game long, there was just way too much space. Um I don't I don't know what the issue is. Like we've had games like this before where he doesn't seem to want to just flip that switch defensively. Um and that dagger 3 at the end like dude has 50 points. Your job is to lock him up. He gives him space, Warren hits the 3 and that's the end of the game. But again, Ben just wasn't close enough to him. I I can't explain it. I did find that unusual in that when I think about what he was doing, he wasn't really attacking the rack that much, right? It was just like he was just on fire when every, whenever he took a jump shot. He, it just always went in. And it just seemed inevitable to me. I think no matter who you put on him, he was just so on fire. Maybe we gave him a little bit too much space, but it wasn't like he was wide open all the time. It was just a weird situation. If he, it was it just... in the Wells Fargo Center and Ben was getting booed, <laughs> oh, that's it might have been better. It was uh, definitely, and he had some weird times where he would like try to help off of TJ when he really should not have been doing that. It was a really odd performance given how elite he can be on the defensive end for sure. Yeah. The other problem was just the, our, our guards. Josh Richardson has four points and three turnovers. Neto has two points. Shake Milton, <laughs> zero points, mm-hmm. three turnovers, Five fouls, mm. and uh, what happened with him and Joel? I uh, don't know, man. It was pretty upsetting. He looked a lot like a rookie. He looked just not like he was comfortable. I'm not sure if maybe, you know, first game back, he had, like, the butterflies or something like that, but he was born for this moment, you know? He was born to take the reins and take this opportunity because he's always been on our team at least, just kind of like on the fringes in the G League. I was really disappointed in the guy. I think one of the best traits about Shake Milton thus far is the fact that he is like unflappable. He gets a (laughs) surprise start versus the Lakers or the Clippers. He just steps up. It's no big deal. Um, He was extremely flappable. Yeah. I think he cracked. Yeah. Do you think we're, we're to blame? We gave him his own segment. Well, he's had, pressure gotten to him? he's had his own segment 
to be fair, we've had the segment since he, you know, lit up the Clippers for a gazillion points. But I uh, am willing to take partial responsibility for sure. Could be us. I don't want this to go unnoticed because Joel Embiid needs to be fucking recognized because he was so goddamn good and literally the only reason why we're at all respectable. I think he was a plus 27, whereas your boy Al Horford was a minus whatever the fuck 26. Was. A minus 26. Say it. Say it. Miguel. I wasn't sure what the number was. Fucking I mean, minus 26. I'm sure you have a nice uh, Al Horford spicy take now. Just real quick, shout out to Joel for paying attention to the last dance and taking on the MJ role mm. of just being an asshole to his teammates and expecting more from his team, uh, wagging his finger in Shake's face, causing a whole scene. Shout out to Shake for um, trying his best to be like Steve Kerr. He almost got punched in the face. Um, yeah, Horford, you know, let's never forget that we effectively swapped out J.J. Redick for a washed-up center, gave him a bunch of money. Do you think we'd be better with J.J. right now? Yes, I do. Listen, we are at the Shake Milton Minute. We're actually past the Shake Milton Minute. Shake, shake, shake. Uh, and I think we should talk about our upcoming game. Shake keeps game. his minute. <laughs> we stand by you, Shake. We are here until the end. I mean, listen, this is a podcast that is pro-Stauskas, pro-Kell. So, you know, he will never die. But predictions for the Spurs game, go. Are we home or away? We are at home. That's a win. That's a win. It's an easy win. Don't even have to think about it. Put in the bank, get your DraftKings up, and put us in for (laughs) $1,000. Recoup some of your losses. (laughs) You know, interestingly, Ben Simmons was like a plus 800 to make one three. And obviously, he uh, did not do that, which is, again, very Sixers-y. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can't get enough of it. 